like anything, like anything after, it's like every memory is like over two years ago now. Isn't that crazy? The, you're like, oh, that was last, no, three. So three years ago, um, I had, uh, I was having lunch with a college student and they were asking me uh, a question and they were just struggling with it. They were really, really concerned about one of their roommates. And they were just like, what, what do I do? I see things in their life that, that, that's changing and, and, and not for good. I see them struggling in different ways. They're not like verbalizing it, but I can totally tell by their lifestyle that they are, they're struggling and they're going through some stuff. And just like, how do I navigate that with them? Um, you know, I've, and, and, and for them, they were like, I've never had a conversation like this with someone in my life. So what do I do? I've never like tried to unpack with someone what they're going through and that, like I've never initiated that. So, you know, and, and it's not like this person brought up, hey, I'm really struggling in this area mentally or, or, you know, just with an addiction or whatever it may be. And so what do I do with that? And I think for a lot of us, we've been in positions like that, or we are in a position like that where we have a friend, maybe it's a family member, and they're going through something and, and they're suffering mentally, uh, emotionally. Um, uh, maybe there's an addiction uh, of some kind, and, and, and they're, they're suffering, they're, they're depressed, uh, they're anxious, they're angry, uh, you know, to the point maybe they're even suicidal. And you're, and you're in this position, and you're seeing these, like, warning signs. You're seeing them change in how they act, how they talk. And you're like, what do I do? How do I help them? You know, and, and there's this weird balance, right? Because you're like, I want to love them well, um, but I want to help them. But I also, you, you're afraid of what? I don't want to lose our friendship. And so we, we think about that a lot, don't we? I mean, uh, if you really care about them, you care about the friendship. And so um, I think in our minds, whenever we're going to have a conversation with someone, what do we do? We literally play out the worst case scenario, right? We, we literally like, and it, is it ever that? Like it is. No, it never is, is it? Like, like we build up these moments. Like um, for you that are, uh, that you would say, I'm a Jesus follower. You have like built up sharing your faith with someone and you literally think they're going to ask you the most difficult questions of all of history um, and that they're going to yell and scream at you and say, I, don't, I want nothing to do with you for the rest of your, like you've built this thing up in your mind. And, and then you actually like share your faith and they're like, oh really, tell me more. And you're like, you don't even know what to say. You're like, I, uh, you, you're like confused, right? Because it didn't play out in your mind. Um, guys, we are our own worst enemies a lot. And maybe you even need to write that down tonight. We get in the way. Our, our own uh, insecurities, our own things, like, like to the point where we are in a day and age where I, I'm telling you, and I brought this up maybe last week, everything is so passive aggressive, Right? And, and because of like texting and, and DMing and all of that, we very rarely ever have a real conversation with depth in person, do we? To the point where I now have to ask people when they say, oh, I talked to so-and-so, I always ask, did you talk to them or did you text them? Oh, I just, we just texted. Okay, so you didn't just like talk to them. Uh, like I have to break that down because um, how in the world do, do you handle that or an intense situation, or a conversation, or a relationship, like over text. Like, how do you have that? How do you pick up on the emotion? How do you, how do you know when to say, hey, there's, man, there's something here, isn't there? You don't have that moment in a text. 
Okay, you're just, you're just trying to read between the lines. And so um, this, is a, this is something that I would say we're struggling with more and more. Uh, what does it look like to help a friend? How far do I go in helping them? And then how do I establish these boundaries in this relationship as we move uh, forward well? Now, when I talk about establishing boundaries, I am not talking about relationships, okay? Like dating relationships and that. So that's not what I'm talking about, okay? Um, but let's talk about how, first of all, we react when somebody tells us they're going through something mentally. Okay, let's talk about how we react. Like, let, let's, 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 let's pretend that you're, you're told this by this person going through it. Okay, so they walk up to you and they say, hey, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm working through. And, um, and, and sometimes you may go, yeah, I've, I've seen that. I've, I've, been, I've been sensing or, or observing that there's, a, there's something you're walking through, right? Sometimes you can see it. But other times, you're shocked. You had no idea. Um, and so it just catches you uh, completely off guard when they bring that up to you. So uh, the reason I bring this up is because how you respond, how you react is crucial because by how you react and respond, you're either going to uh, draw them in or you're going to push them away further, not only from you, who I pray cares about them, but also further ultimately away if, if, it's, if, if they believe in God, if, if they're trying to follow, ultimately you could push them farther away from God by how you react. Because guys, here's the first thing, and I always say this, if someone tells me something that they're going through like that, I'm honored. And I tell them that. I go, I'm, I'm so thankful that you feel like you can tell me this. Because that is an honor. Guys, if someone comes up to you and shares that to you, a roommate, a friend, that's an honor. They are going to you with something that maybe they've never shared with anybody else. And for whatever reason, whether you, whether you think you're worthy or not, they're, they're asking you for help. They're going to you. And so first and foremost, man, what a, that's, that's an honor. And, and it's not like, wow, you're going to me, huh? Like, no, it's, it's like, man, you better sense the, the depth of this, how important this is, and the role that you play in people's lives, okay? So uh, that's, that's one is you got to really know that this is important. The next thing is what do you do with that, right? Now, here's the thing. If it's something that's really messed up that they're walking through, that they're navigating through, um, and, and maybe you're like, you've never heard anything like it, your temptation is going to be to what? To talk about it to other people. And so one of the things that I can't encourage you enough with is do not gossip about it, right? There's so much in the Bible about gossip, okay? And, and, and there is this like, I don't know what it is. It's, it's that whole knowledge is power, right? And, and, and so I have information that nobody else has about this person. And so all of a sudden, I get to like say something to other people that they're going to want to hear. And, and what that does is just straight up, it's evil, and that will destroy your trust with the person. Okay, so, so one of the things, if, if someone's sharing something with you, and, and, and if you share something with me, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to say, um, I'm, gonna, I'm either going to go, okay, I, I think I can understand, let's talk more. Or I may say this. I may say, you know, I can't fully understand what you're going through, but I know someone who does. Can I share this with them? Can I share it? I'll ask them. I won't secretly go, and then go around their back and then essentially, you know, like start talking about them and be like, yeah, someone's right over there. Don't look at them. I know, but they're right there in the green shirt. And they just told me that. 
I know we need to pray for them and like, you know, figure out some help. Do you know anybody else? Okay, yeah, you. Like, and all of a sudden, all, their business that they've never shared with anybody that they're walking through this pain, uh, the, uh, it's, it's everywhere now. And now you got groups huddling up, talking about how we're going to talk to this person who just shared with you something they never shared with anybody else. And guys, that will destroy trust. That will push them further and further from you, from your friend group, and ultimately from God. Um, because th- that's the most vulnerable thing you can do, is when you open up what's really happening in your life. And so, um, guys, that, that's something that is really important. When you are confronted with that, if you need to share it, tell them. Okay, it's kind of like, you know, I'm a mandatory reporter. So if someone's about to tell me something, I will stop them if I think it's getting to a place, and I will tell them, listen, just so you know, I am a mandatory reporter. Okay, so if you are going down this road, I'm telling you that I legally, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out for help. Okay, um, and, and I say that up front, right? I don't like try and like capture them like a fish and go, gotcha. Like, no, I want to be up front. I want to honor them. I want to help them. Okay, like that's the goal is to help, right? And that should be your posture is to help them. Okay, um, and uh, the other thing is, you got to ask this when someone tells you something. Do you assume, assume certain things about them because they struggle in this one particular area, right? So another danger that you may have is to jump to all these other conclusions. And you got to guard your own heart from that. you gotta, you got to deal with them with where they're at, what they're talking about, and not jump to conclusions and then write the whole story of their life. You have no idea what happened to them. You have no idea what was said to them. You have no idea the situation that they were in a year ago, two years ago. Think about how many of you the last two years, you've just got gnarly stories the last two years. I have no idea. And you're bringing all of that in here with you. Okay? And and that's affecting you. It's affecting you. It's affecting your view of uh, friendship. Some of you have lost friendships, uh, your relationships, your relationship with God is different now. All these things have happened, and you're bringing that with you. And, and it, I can't listen to you and then just write out all, make all these assumptions about you, right? That's not fair. So how do we, um, how do we approach, uh, so not only how do we react that we need to think about, and you need to really process what does reacting in a healthy way look like, but then also is this, how do you approach a person? Ooh. Like, no, I didn't want that. Didn't, I didn't text that question. How do you approach someone, right? Like, we all dream up the moment that they come to us, don't we? We're like, okay, I'm sitting right here. This is the moment. And they walk right by, and you go, ah. Oh. And what do you do? You feel tension, right? Because you feel like, I need to say something. I need to say something. I don't want to ask you to raise your hand for how many of you have felt that. I think the whole room would raise their hand. At some point in time, you felt like, I feel like I need to say something. And I think for those of you that say, man, I'm a Jesus follower, you would say, I felt at different points in times that God was telling me to say something. And, and so how do I do that? How do I approach someone uh, with that? Well, the one thing, I, I can tell you this. You cannot approach them from a posture of, one, I'm better than you, okay? So how you approach someone, you'll you'll see, and I'll read a couple verses about approaching with gentleness, humility, and all of that. Um, And there's some other verses. I don't want to steal from them right now. But I'm going to share some of those verses. But you guys, how you posture yourself uh, is so critical. Why? Because the person you're approaching is vulnerable, And you got to ask yourself, what is the best way 
if you, especially if you know them, you got to think about them. Like, how are they wired? How do they listen? How do they receive information? How do they receive it well? Because uh, you got to ask I, I, yourself, I'm about to confront them on something that is going to be really, really tough. And it's going to be really hard for them to hear it. So what's the best way for me to communicate this in a way that they're most likely to receive it? Now, guys, this doesn't guarantee that they're going to receive it and just respond how you want. But you, if you're going to approach someone, you need to think about the environment that you're going to approach them in. Like, you don't, like, at the dinner table with all your other roommates go, hey, so what's going on with you? Like, that's not the way to do it right? That is, a, that is a you and them, and it's that coffee shop. It's that place that you go and have those, those deep conversations, and you think about it. You don't, you don't have that conversation when they're already stressed out. You think of a time uh, where you can just speak to them when they're in a place that they're able to receive it, right? Because that's your goal. Your goal is not to unload or unleash on them. And here's the other thing. You got to guard your heart from, being, from coming across in an angry way, Okay, um, like, like, guys, if I, my kids upset me, they do, At di- it's shocking, right? At different points in time, they really upset me. But if I want them to really, like, and, and guys, it's okay for them to know that I'm upset. But if I really want them to learn, if I really want them to, if I really want it to sink in, you know what I do? I wait till I'm in a place, because I know how angry I am, I wait till I'm in a place to speak life into them, to speak and to, to connect on their level, because if I react and try to have this conversation when I'm angry, I am just trying to unload on them, right? I'm trying to just crush them. And guys, sometimes what you're going to see someone do or go through, um, it may anger you. And I'm not saying like that's wrong. It, it, like, like you, and, and a lot of, you know, I talked last week, there's a righteous anger, right? And so there, you, there are certain things that someone's going to do and it should anger you. You may not understand it even. Like you may be so confused that how in the world could they get to this place? I've done all this for them. I've been here and all that. And then to hear that and, and, and you're mad, right? And all of these things, you've got to guard your heart from projecting that on them because you have no idea how vulnerable they're at. No idea. Guys, in the last two weeks, I've had conversations with people that I've either met or that, and I, I came to find out or come to find out what they were actually going through, and it shocked me. It, like, shocked me, and it takes a lot to shock me. I've heard a lot of things, but I was blown away knowing what they were actually dealing with, and so, you guys, you don't, you don't know. You don't know. And so how you approach them has got to be very, uh, you got to be very careful in that. You've got to ask this as well. If you're in their life on a more consistent basis, you got to ask this. Are you an enabler? Okay. So if I'm in a place, let's say I'm in a dark place, okay, and, and I've been in some of those places mentally, I share that with you, the first, uh, the first one, there were actually people in my life that were enabling me down that train of self-destruction. Okay? There were people that, that were in my life, uh, and, uh, and, and, and they were actually like walking me towards my own you know, demise. Okay? And so what we need to ask ourselves is, if someone's going through something, what role have I been playing in their life? Right? Um, you got to ask yourself that. Okay? Because you may, and you may have even been trying to help them out of this, but you may actually have been an enabler. Okay, because here's some of the things I, I hear. You know, um, well, I just love them too much. I love them too much to actually talk to them about this. 
you love them too much to talk about this? Yes. I'm like, your view of love is different than mine. Okay? I would say because you love them, you talk to them. Okay? Uh, I, I just want to stay friends with them, and I, I think this will ruin that friendship. I can't have this conversation. This will ruin our friendship. And so you just say nothing. I don't want to offend them. I don't want to offend them. I don't want, I, you know, I don't want to come across this way, so I don't want to offend them. Guys, uh, in Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, and it's talking about like rebuking someone, so I want to give that context, it's, but, but it really applies to what we're talking about, like a difficult conversation, right? Like speaking truth into someone's life. And in Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, it says, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. I love that line. But an enemy multiplies kisses. In other words, what I got to ask from that, if I'm unwilling to speak truth into your life, if one of you comes to me or I come to you, and I am just literally, honestly, just like, oh yeah, that's great. That's okay. And you're literally, you're a wreck. And, and, and I see certain things are not helping pull you out of that, but you're actually taking yourself further down that road. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. God is good. He loves you and all of that. Like, guys, I'm, I am that. I'm multiplying kisses. Like, I'm the enemy in that point. I'm enabling you at that point, right? Versus caring enough about you to speak the truth in love to you to say, this is what I see. Is that true? What can I do? How can I help you? I love you enough to say that, that this isn't okay. And, and you, or maybe they've shared something with you and you've identified all of these things in their life that, that, are, that you're seeing are just like taking them down that road and, and you're in this place where you see it and, and you're not saying anything. No, you're multiplying kisses versus me saying, hey, uh, I love you. You shared this with me. Um, I'm concerned because I see all of these things happening in your life and I know that that's playing into where you're at. I just know it. And once again, that's a tough conversation, but you got to have it if you love them, right? If you really love them. Um, maybe you even, when you think about the things leading someone to where they're at, maybe you're a part of that crew when you actually think about it. Maybe you're part of the group that is enabling that person to go down that road. Or maybe you're this person. Maybe you're the person that when someone is going through a struggle, you're their easy out versus the one that really helps them work through the difficulty. Okay? Um, guys, easy outs never help, do they? We all want them. They just never bring depth. They never bring lasting change, do they? Right? Um, it's like fitness is always the best example, right? We all want to like, and then boop, right? And then we're good. The problem is we need to learn how to develop and develop a healthy rhythm, right? That brings lasting change. If we just snapped our fingers and it happened, then we're like my younger brother, okay? My younger brother, every time I call him, he's on a new diet. Every, every time. Every time I see him. And, and their diets, I've never even, I didn't even know they were a thing, He's like, oh, this is like the Trojan diet. Like, what? What is that? Oh, the Trojans back in the... I'm like, what? He's like, oh, study history. Ah. Like, dude, you just, boy, you're, you're a mess, man. And, and, and so, like, every time... I mean, it is like, it is like this, 
And, and every time we see him, it's like this. Um, and, and, and like every time I see him, I mean, it's like, it's not like, hey, 10 pound difference. It's like a 60 pound difference. Like, yeah. Uh, and, 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 but like, so he hasn't learned, and I tell him every time, because I love him, um, like, bro, you got to figure out a healthy routine. Not this. But no, that's the lane he lives in. That's what he does. And so guess what? They, they have dramatic results, which are awesome, and they love it. And then they're like, okay, we got our results. No, 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 no. You know? And then they're back, right? They're back. And, and then it's like, okay, hey, we're doing this thing. We're going to Mexico. We're going to, and then they're like, you know? And then they're back, you know? And so it's like that. There's no lasting change, right? They want a diet that just fixes it. And guys, we need to develop healthy habits uh, in our lives in order to bring lasting uh, change, Okay? And, and, and so we all need that. And so when you're walking through it with somebody, you're the one just maybe in their life that can help them bring healthy change, healthy change. It's not quick. It's not instant. It, it may be very, very slow. But if you uh, being in this important seat in their life will commit to walking with them, and it may be slow, it may be really, really slow. In fact, it may be some days you go one step backwards, but the next day you take two steps forward. But if, you, if you'll commit, if you'll walk with them through that to help them work out of this thing, because you guys, anybody that's dealing with something like a, a mental illness of some kind, they're all wanting the same thing, right? They want that. They're not sitting there going, oh, how can I stay in this space? Nobody is. They want help. Okay? And, and, and it's amazing that they've gone to you. What an honor. The other thing is this. Maybe you are a, a codependent. Okay? Now, this is interesting. So you have become potentially so dependent on the person going through the struggle that your health suffers along with theirs to the place where now, and you see this a lot uh, um, in recovery homes and this uh, with people, you must essentially in this role, you must have them in your life. You have to feel needed. And that's interesting. And you quickly become a codependent. You have low self-esteem. And so this road you're on with them gives you worth. And this can be very destructive for both people and this is a leading cause of addiction as well, is being a codependent. In other words, you fall right into it. So our response, essentially, to a person, whether they come to you or whether you go to them, our response needs to, if we follow Jesus, it needs to replicate how God responds to us. Okay, let me read to you Romans chapter 8, 38, 39. It says, for I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you understand uh, how our Savior looks at you? Do you understand? I mean, he looks at you. He pursues you. Uh, he, he loves you with this love that is outside of even our ability to fully understand to the point where Paul, who wrote this, is saying it goes, it goes literally anywhere for us. His love goes anywhere for us. And so we're to love each other like that. 
okay? Um, so, so we love, essentially, like, like the Christian love is sacrificial. So we sacrificially love each other by laying our lives down for each other to that point. And so how we respond to other people who are going through these things is a very clear indicator of how we view our relationship with God and how he loves us. Okay, it's like a mirror. Um, but, but the way you, uh, this is what's so important, the way you express and demonstrate that love needs to look different. It needs to be a, a different, how you deliver it needs to be different than um, maybe it is in another situation. In other words, it needs to be something um, that you look at person by person, situation by situation. So how I deliver the love that I'm called to love you with is going to look differently based upon who I'm talking to. It's not the same. So how God calls me to love somebody who says this versus a situation like over here, it could be very, very different. And for some of you um, in your friendship or whatever it may be, the person you know, how you're called to deliver this love, this sacrificial love, it may look different. It's not a one size fits all. Okay, so that's what's really, really uh, important. Um, you may have to uh, demonstrate love by getting help for them. That may be how you demonstrate love. Uh, you may demonstrate love for them by an honest conversation that no one else will have with them. You'll have it. That's demonstrating love. Maybe it's getting them connected with the right person uh, to help them. Um, and guys, one of the things that's so important is, is treating each person like they are unique because they are unique. Right? Like, they're unique, and they have their own unique struggles, just like you're unique, and you have your own unique struggles. And there's some really helpful guidance when it comes to this uh, in the Bible, when it, when it talks about helping someone else, bringing comfort to someone else. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says this. This is really huge. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, why is this so huge? When the Bible tells us here to, to comfort with the comfort that we've received from God, it's telling us something, isn't it? It's saying we need to be comforted before we can be and bring comfort. Did you catch that? Just not, okay? Now, wh what does that mean? That means, right, like how it's describing my ability to bring comfort is it's saying just as you've received the comfort from God that's met you where you're at, now you take that and deliver the comfort. So if I haven't, if I haven't myself experienced comfort, what are you bringing to somebody else, Right? And a lot of times what happens, we haven't at all, before we talk to someone, we haven't reflected and analyzed us. Okay, so then, so then we come to them, and listen, if your life's a wreck, and you're telling someone else that their life's a wreck, you know that conversation's going to go, they're going to go, I'm not listening to you. Why would I listen to you? You were there. In fact, I think you're messed up and have more issues than I do. Right? And so, and so we have to... Take into account where we're at. Are we in a healthy place? Right? Am I in a healthy place to help you? And guys, you may not be. And if you haven't been, it's not your job to be a superhero in that situation. It's your job to help them. 
right? And maybe the greatest act of love is you saying, I can't help you, but here is someone who can, right? But um, if you've received that comfort in your own life, God's like, now deliver that. Deliver the comfort you have received from me. You deliver that uh, to them. And, and so with that, uh, this, this, is, this is the major point of this. Guys, you have to be able to establish boundaries that help guard the comfort that God wants to bring into your life. Does that make sense? So God is doing a work in you and trying to meet you where you're at, help you out of, because you've got your own unique struggles, right? You've got your own unique struggles, your own unique things that you're walking through, and God wants to help you in that. And if you're not careful, and, and guys, what's so scary and dangerous about this is your intent's going to be right, your heart's going to be right, your desire's going to be pure to help them, but you're going to literally hijack what he's trying to do in you for the sake of saving them, and it was never your job to save them in the first place. Guys, you're not their savior. That's one of the things I've had to come to terms with. When I became a youth pastor, oh gosh, a long time ago, uh, 16 years ago, <laughs> maybe more. Some of you are like 17, you're like, hey. And, and like literally, uh, I, I had to, I remember if, if, if one of them was in this deep, dark place, you guys, I literally, it wrecked me to the point of it was unhealthy. And I rode the roller coaster of their life, of their struggles. I rode it with them. And they didn't need someone to get into this crazy roller coaster with them. They needed somebody that loved them enough to embrace them that said, you don't need to keep riding this. I'm here with you. Okay? But, but I didn't need to, I, I wasn't the, I, I couldn't be their savior, Right? I couldn't, and I tried. I, I mean, I would study like crazy to learn all the right things and all of that. And guys, what would happen is as I would go down this train with them, I, I would start to become more and more unhealthy because everything became about them. And guys, for some of you, you're going to love someone, you're going to care about them, but it's going to take you to a place where you're no longer healthy and you're no longer giving them the comfort of God. You're just like shooting blanks and whatever you can find to help them. And what's going on is you're actually taking yourself to a very scary and dangerous and unhealthy place as well. And so there has to be some identified boundaries and, and you need to have some people that can speak into your life that see that in you, right? Just as that person has come to you maybe for help, you need to have people in your life that you go to and you say, listen, I am trying to do my best here. Can you help me? I feel like I'm starting to go to this unhealthy place with them and, and they can speak truth into your life. We all need that, okay? Because like I said, what's so dangerous about this when it's your friend, uh, a relative or something like that is your motives and intentions are right. You wanna save them. You wanna help them. But there's got to be some boundaries there, right? And the boundaries come from uh, when you start to see that hijack the, the nurturing uh, process that God wants to do in you, and you see that process being hijacked, you've got to create some healthy boundaries. And you also have to maybe think about the fact that you're trying to be more than what you're supposed to be for them. Because ultimately, you're not their savior, once again, Okay. Now, that doesn't mean I don't care about you. Like, if you come and talk to me, I'm going to, like, tell you, I'm not your savior. Like, like, if you're going through something, I can help you. I can talk to you about next steps. And I may even agree to meet with you at a consistent basis to help you walk through it. But at the end of the day, guys, anybody that's going through something, they have to make a choice 
to move forward themselves, don't they? And, you, and, and that's the hardest thing about relationships, okay? It's the hardest thing. You can't make them. You just can't. It's so tough because your heart's right, right? You want what's best for them. You see what could be in their life. And that's that tension. But guys, you got to guard your own heart, your own life, um, because like I said, it, it will hijack you. And guys, you're at a, man, important stage of life, right? Like, it's crazy how quick time flies. We're about to go into the spring term. It's just nuts. How did we get here? I feel like we just started, and we're at that tall, ugly building over there, and we're, here we are in spring term. Like, it's just nuts. It's nuts how quick it goes. And if we're not careful, the process that he wants to do in you is going to get hijacked because you've taken this, I'm, I can save this person. I can save them. And, guys, you just, you just can't. In fact, there's... Uh, it, 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 Throughout Scripture, what we see, you guys, uh, when, when, when we talk about this, is one, uh, is in Galatians 6.1, it says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are, it says, spiritual, spiritual, should restore them in a spirit of gentleness. But then it says this, keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. So as you're approaching anybody, and whether it's something wrong or just a battle that they're going through that they didn't choose, that's happening, guys, you got to keep watch over your own heart. Like, you got to keep watch. you got to know that you're susceptible in any of these situations to get to a place that's unhealthy or to get to a place where you're not participating in something you shouldn't be. Okay, so that's something you, as you walk down this road with someone, you have to be careful. In 1 Corinthians 10, 12, it says, uh, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. In other words, if you think that I'm above falling or I'm above going into this dark space that they're in, and so I can speak that into your life, it's literally talking about here, you're already in the process of falling. And so you have to be really careful. You've got to be very intentional. You've got to look at your own uh, life. And then as you speak to them, here's what happens when you're very aware of how quickly you could fall, stumble, or go through something that, that, that is a major struggle in your life. What that does is it brings about a humility and then a gentleness in how you approach that person. And it, that's why it highlights gentleness. It brings a gentleness. Once again, they don't need the sword. They need someone that's going to be gentle that's going to understand, or, and, 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 and maybe you don't understand, and, and you're like, that's okay. I don't fully understand. I don't, but I'm here. Okay, guys, once again, you don't have to feel like you're their savior. Galatians 5.1 says Christ set you free so you could experience freedom. He doesn't say you, you're, you're going to set them free. Christ has done that. Okay, so knowing that I can't set them free, but he can, you know, I have to ask what and how am I moving them to a source that can satisfy that hole that they may be experiencing or have in their life. And so that's my goal is to help point them into uh, a direction that really helps with that. And guys, part of this is knowing you can't fill it, but the other thing is going, okay, um, where are they at and, 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 and what can I do to help them get to the place that they need to be? And that could be mental, physical, uh, but ultimately we know that there is a spiritual component as well. 
And so, guys, if you're going to help someone move forward, if you're going to be there as a friend, um, you need to know that you want to try and help them get whatever. And it, like I said, it may be professional support for something that they're going through. But, guys, uh, I'll tell you one thing that is universal. We all need it. We need spiritual support. We need someone to help point us spiritually to a place that moves us forward in our relationship with God. And here's what's so cool about that. All of you can do that. You may not be able to understand what's going on in their brain, the wiring, the disconnects, the things that are happening, the physical things that they're walking through, um, their, their, their pain, their trauma. From, you may not be able to fully understand that, but one thing we all can do is we can go, I can help point them in a place that spiritually will help them grow. And once again, that's not saying I'm their savior. That's, that's you just like being faithful, loving them, walking with through it in a gentle way. And um, as you do that, guarding your own heart, okay? Guarding your own heart. And guys, after you've done everything you can, you have to get to the place where you do what? You go, God, they're yours. They're yours. There's so many people, and it's sad, but it's true, as I was thinking about as I was writing this. There's so many people I've had to say that with God. I've had to say, God, I have literally done everything I can to this place, and I know I can't go further. I can't physically walk them. I can't force them, God. They're at this place, and so I now, I give them to you, and I just pray that you intervene. I pray for them. I pray that you bring someone else maybe into their life. But you guys, um, for some of us, um, we have to entrust them to God because you're at a place now with them where it's unhealthy and it's derailing you. And guys, once again, that is the savior complex that's not yours to have, okay? I can't stress that enough when we talk about this. So identify what you need in your life. Identify what God's doing in your life to, to establish some healthy boundaries there and then how you love them, how you approach them, how you listen is going to be critical, okay? But guys, here's the thing. It's an honor. You have an awesome seat. If someone's willing to share with you, that is an honor, and respect that, love them, be gentle, and listen. Listen, okay? Let's pray.